0: Grunting, sweat, the clank of iron on steel, the hyper-masculine, hyper-competitive world of bodybuilding is probably the last place you'd expect to find a vegan, but that's exactly what Kiwi bodybuilder Dushan Durash is, and at 65 years old and still going strong, his lifestyle is worth some serious consideration.
1: This is Signs of the
0: Times Radio with Kent Kingston. Hey, it's great to have you with us on Signs of the Times Radio. I'm on the phone to New Zealand with Mr. Dushan Dudas, who is a vegan bodybuilder. Who even knew such a thing existed? How are you, Dushan?
2: Not too bad, thank you.
0: Excellent. That's great. Now, Dushan, just looking through your resume, i got to say it's pretty impressive because you you won Mr. New Zealand in 2001, which is, you know, that's sort of, wow, a, a national, you know, top, top billing, you know, competition there. And then a year later, Muscle Mania in Australia took second place. And then the 2007, the New Zealand Masters, then 2009, and then 2015, like, you know, prizes after prizes, you must have a, a pretty large shelf at home for all these trophies.
2: Yeah I've got nice trophies from those competitions it is true.
0: So what's interesting though is is that through your halfway through your career uh, at the age of, of 52 you decided to become vegan so so some of these competitions that you won were before you were vegan some after it hasn't seemed to have affected your performance.
2: Well you know to be honest I started being a vegan Against my own will. Oh, okay. Yeah, let me tell you the story. You know what happened? At that time, I was diagnosed with heart disease. I collapsed twice, and I was taken to hospital. And they found I had very high cholesterol, palpitations, flutteres, irregular heartbeat, and so on. And doctors, you know, recommended to put me on medications, but I refused. So I came home and I told my wife, look, I am on my way to leave this world because they want to put me on medications and I refused. And my wife passed me a book written by Dr. Paul Breck about heart disease. And there was written, you know, that to avoid or cure a heart disease, it is a good idea to be a vegan. So I became a vegan overnight. You know, during those four weeks, I was eating only green vegetables and drinking distilled water. After four weeks, I went to see my GP and suddenly collapsed because they found out that my cholesterol from six point eight dropped to four, which was absolutely amazing. They couldn't believe that I could do something like that without medications. Perfect blood pressure. All those problems with heart disease disappeared. And this is why I found out the power of Mother Nature and I became a vegan for the rest of my life.
0: Wow. No, that's so this th- is
2: the real reason why I became a vegan.
0: Look, I, got, I, can, I can understand that. It makes a lot of sense. And I guess we do hear stories like this from time to time about people who decide to go vegan you know, for their health and it really benefits them. But... It's not the kind of picture that we get when we think of a bodybuilder, you know, a vegan bodybuilder. I guess we have this mental picture that a bodybuilder is someone who eats a lot of meat, who's, you know, eating a lot of protein, and it's hard to put those, those things together. But look, before we get into that, I'd just like to go back a bit to try to understand how you got involved in bodybuilding in the first place. Well, what was the attraction for you?
2: Well, as a 17-year-old boy, I was very skinny. And I wasn't very happy about it. I was very skinny, you know, and at school, probably there wasn't a skinnier boy than me. (laughs) And one day, you know, I went to see an old old doctor because I thought I was sick. I ate a lot of, you know, like an elephant and I couldn't put any weight on. And that older doctor told me, look, try to lead weight. Maybe you'll get bigger. So there was one very good personal trainer. He was one of the best bodybuilders in Slovakia at the time. So I went to see him and we started working out. But it happened that I was very talented for the sport, good genes for the sport.
0: What do you mean very talented for the sport? What, what does it take to have talent in, in bodybuilding?
2: You no, know, you know, it means that I had good long muscles, very thin skin and very good proportions and a ratio between upper and lower body. I was simply said, I was very symmetrical.
0: Right, right, okay, so so there are, there are some aspects to being good at bodybuilding that you're just born with, but I imagine to be talented, to be good at bodybuilding, you must also have to have the right mental attitude, the right discipline to, you know, to push yourself to, uh, you know, to keep training.
2: Yeah, and I was so keen to get bigger, so I started working out very hard, eating, and I... I became, you know, quite a very good bodybuilder just only f- after a few months. And ma- at the first competition, which was only after 10 months of working out, I played second. Even I was the biggest of all as a teenager. Yeah. This was my comp- first competition, you know, and I played second just only after 10 months of working out
0: yeah i I can understand how that could get addictive you know that sense of wow you know a few months ago i was a skinny kid and now here i am you know taking out prizes in in bodybuilding competitions but once what once you you grew into a man dushan and you know you continued your your life your work you know family and marriage and, and all this sort of stuff you continued the sport you've continued it for decades so I mean, I, 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 I can understand why an insecure skinny teenager might get into bodybuilding, but why continue it for the rest of your life? What, what benefits have you gotten through your life from bodybuilding?
2: Now I found out, you know, that if you work out with weight, you have got a firmer body, firmer muscles, joints, your digestion was much better, and you are more confident because you look very well. You are different than others. You are not fed. You could beautifully shade muscles, and this is what pushes you forward and forward. And you found out, you know, that you just can't be without a beautiful body. You just can't, you know. <laughs> this is my lifestyle. I want to be still in very good shape.
0: Yeah, I guess once you, uh, once you have it, once you know what you can achieve, it must be difficult to let go of that.
2: Yeah, and, and I, I still love it. I still love it. I live you know, I love that, that feeling of powered muscles. I like, you know, feeling of that firm body. And also, you know, sometimes when I am on the beach, people stop me and ask me my age. When I tell them how old I am, they just can't believe that I'm still in such very good shape. Mm, yeah,
0: yeah. Because you're you're 65 now. Is that right?
2: 65 tomorrow. Oh well,
0: there we go. Well, happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. So, so So tell me, Dushan, is bodybuilding like boxing in, in the sense that there are like different weight categories you know, like in boxing you have your heavy weights and your medium weights and your welterweights weights and your feather weights. Is, is it a similar thing with bodybuilding that there are different categories for different weights?
2: Well, nowadays there are two sorts of bodybuilders, steroid bodybuilders. who use steroids and other chemicals to build muscles they have weight categories and the other group are natural bodybuilders who don't use any chemicals who are 100% natural and natural bodybuilders compete in high category
0: right and what does high mean in, in that natural bodybuilding like category
2: you know it means that you know that everybody everybody's nearly the same height which is much easier to, to judge
0: Ah oh, right, okay. Height, okay. Height categories. Oh, okay. That's that's a really interesting yeah, way to do height it.
2: Categories, right?
0: Okay. So, looks something that some people must be wondering. I mean, obviously, you know, we know that bodybuilding is one of the sports that does have a, a a big issue with steroids, and yet you've, I mean, I can, you know, I'm aware that you've gone the natural direction. You know, you've won c- competitions in that natural category, but. Is bodybuilding, even natural bodybuilding, actually a healthy pursuit? I mean, we we have an article in this month's uh, Science of the Times Magazine from my associate assistant editor, Daniel Kubarek and he, he was bodybuilding and he reckons he overdid it with the protein and his body was not healthy because of that. And I guess then I'm aware of things like, you know, bodybuilders dehydrating themselves before competition in order, you know, for their muscles to stand out more clearly. Or, you know, I've known bodybuilders who seem to alternate between binging on like high carb foods and then fasting and, and, and even guys who can't even lift their phone to their ear because the muscles in their arm are are so large. I mean, is it actually a healthy thing, bodybuilding, or is it? Are you actually abusing your body in some way?
2: That's right, but it it what you just said, you know, it is for steroid bodybuilding, not for natural. Because natural bodybuilding can't be so huge as as the steroids ones can. You know, we are not so huge. We can't be, you know, because everybody has certain limit. You develop your muscles, and that's it. You know, natural bodybuilding is healthy, but Competitive bodybuilding is very unhealthy sport, and I don't call it sport anymore. We can't call, you know, sport something that ruins your health. You know, when we say sport, we imagine some, some activity which improves your health. You know, that's how it is.
0: Mm. So when when it comes to natural bodybuilding, though, I mean, obviously, you know, strength is great, and it's great to good have healthy. you know g- g- yes good 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 right. shaped muscles. But what about your cardiovascular fitness? What about your flexibility? Does you know, if if you're going to be fully healthy, should your bodybuilding also incorporate those sorts of aspects of, right. of good health?
2: You can't do only bodybuilding. You have to do an, another sport which increases flexibility. For example, in my case, I practice tai chi. And also, I swim in the ocean in the summer every day. That's my, you know, cardio. Yeah,
0: no, that's that sounds great. And so, so yeah, cardio, yeah. swimming, and, and flexibility and, and stability with, with the tai chi.
2: Yeah, that's right. We you know a lot of lot of those bodybuilders they are not very flexible. I agree with that.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Better so
2: is- bodybuilding is healthy. Okay.
0: So at age 52, as you were saying, you decided to change to a, a vegan diet, you know, because of a crisis in, in your own health.
2: Yes.
0: So since that time, I mean, obviously those numbers, those cholesterol numbers came down and that's fantastic. But what other results have you seen for your personal health?
2: Well, later on, you know, I found out that I'm very happy that I do not support pluttering and suffering of animals. And I'm also, as a Christian person, it makes me very happy. And I would never, ever admit again for this reason as well. Not only for health reasons, you know, because, look, I can tell you that I don't know what cold is, flu, headache, problem to sleep. Those things are unknown to me because I believe that that's my vegan lifestyle.
0: Well, and, and I understand you, you used to snore, but when you became vegan, the snoring stopped. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, that's, that, that seems incredible. I mean, look, some people, I guess, you know, have these really good results when they go vegan in the short term, but in the long term, they ah, yeah. they, they seem to find they can't get all, all the right nutrients. What what have you done to maintain a good, good balanced nutrition as a vegan? Well, okay, let's
2: put a question like that. Which animals on the planet are the strongest?
0: <laughs> mm, that's, a, that's a good Who's question.
2: Vegans. Yeah. Vegans. Elephant, bull, rhino, ox, gorilla, horse, all those animals are vegans and they are the strongest on the planet. Yeah, that's true. come? come? People, you know, look, gorilla, like that. People think that we vegans, we don't have organs. Is not true. Where do I get my protein? Vegetables, grains. For example, 100 grams of lentils have more protein than beef. Oh really? Yes. Yeah, when when you eat animal proteins, and when they are broken up into simple units, amino acids, they side product ammonia or uric acid, if you want. And this is very toxic to our body. When plant proteins are broken down into simple units' amino acids, there is no such side product. There are no toxic side products. That's why eating plant proteins are much better. And when you eat plant proteins, they are metabolized for 100%. When you eat animal proteins, only 40, maximum 50%. And if you eat 50 grams, for example, of raw plant protein, which can be in seeds, nuts, or so those 50 grams of raw protein from plants or seeds, or nuts, are four times more powerful than 200 cooked proteins or baked, like, for example, meat or fish. Mm, okay. And that's what people don't know it, but there's the truth about that. Our small intestine is three times longer than the small intestine of meat-eating animals. It means that if we eat too much meat, it remains in our body after three, up to four days.
0: And then it ferments. Uh, apparently, it can ferment in your gut then.
2: That's right. You got it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Well, what about iron? Is that something you're concerned about? Iron or, or B12? Iron.
2: Okay. New Zealand soil is very rich in iron. If you, had, if you eat blackberries, peanut, beetroot, you should have enough iron. But I supplement, you know, I use iron, 30 milligrams twice a week in pills. Because it is true, you know, we don't have so much iron as we should.
0: Yeah, and no, I, I guess, yeah, I, I guess different d- different people also have um, different abilities to absorb some of those vitamins and and minerals, don't we?
2: Exactly. Mm. Yeah. It is not about how much nutrients you put into your body. How much nutrients your body is able to metabolize. Different metabolism. Flow, fast. That's how it is.
1: Thousands of subscribers enjoy receiving Signs of the Times magazine in their letterbox each month. But that's not the only way Signs magazine is distributed. Around Australia and New Zealand, various not-for-profit groups are making signs available to their communities absolutely free. We're talking local food pantry charities, campgrounds, op shops and other places where communities are connecting. If you believe in Signs of the Times and the messages of Bible truth, good health and the hope for the future it contains, why not partner with us? A regular donation of just $20 a month translates to more than 130 magazines per year in the hands of new readers. You can either give more or you can give less. It's up to you. To donate to Signs of the Times Community Connection Projects, visit signsofthetimes.org.au and click the Donate button. That's signsofthetimes.org.au and now, back to this week's episode of Science Radio with Kent Kingston.
0: Okay, so so Dushan, I mean, you're a vegan bodybuilder. Is that something that is common? Are there other vegan bodybuilders around, even at an elite level in the... Yes, yeah? yes. there are
2: a lot of very good vegan bodybuilders, a lot of good weightlifters, vegans, powerlifters, vegans, a lot of a lot of it is getting more and more popular. There is a very strong base of vegan bodybuildings, for example, in Italy. My book, Natural Amazing, was also translated into Italy. I wrote two books about vegan and vegetarian bodybuilding. The first is called Natural Amazing and the second is called Health and Modern Lifestyle. But the second book is mainly about the danger of modern lifestyle. You know, I write there, you know, what we should eat, what we should drink to avoid things like chemicals in food, air, water, radiation, and stuff like that. I'm also, I don't know whether you saw it on my website, I wrote two books.
0: Okay, all right, so a general interest in holistic health as well as, um, you know, fitness and bodybuilding in particular. That's
2: Exactly, yes. Vegetables and fruits can heal many, many diseases.
0: Yeah, it says, what is it that ancient um, Greek doctor who said, let your food be your medicine and your medicine be your food?
2: Yeah, it was Hippocrates, and he said that 467 years before Christ.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. Um, so... I'm I'm interested in the, the I guess the vegan bodybuilder trend because it seems that, you know, when I read about these stories and yours included, about bodybuilders who say they went vegan, often it seems to be the case that they built all their muscle on a meat heavy diet and then later they switched to, to vegan. Are there actually successful bodybuilders out there who have built their muscle mass on a yeah, vegan diet? There
2: are. Yeah, there are. For example, when I competed in 2017 or 16, I don't remember, I was a vegan bodybuilder here in New Zealand. I was bigger than meat-eating bodybuilders. How come? It is not true. You know, people have it wrongly about, about vegan and, and not vegan bodybuilding. Yes, there are a lot of good vegan bodybuilders and quite big. Okay.
0: All right. And now you, you actually do a, a, a bit of training too, don't you? You, you train other bodybuilders. What, can you give us a, a, a sort of a summary of, of your stra- your training strategy and, you know, what, what you encourage um, your, like, younger bodybuilders to, to do when they're training with you?
2: Yeah, I'm a personal trainer. I've got my own gym studio and I'm also a nutritionist. And with my website also, you know, coach people around the world, but in my website people can buy diets you know and workout programs for vegan and vegetarian bodybuilders okay
0: all right all right so
2: you know my book i sold my book many many copies all over the world
0: okay Look, um, Dushan, most of us, you know, while we might, you know, find listening to you, you know, interesting, most of us aren't going to go on to become bodybuilders. But are there tips? Are there some hints that you can give just to an everyday person who's not interested in winning competitions, but who wants to be a, a little healthier? Are there any tips from the world of bodybuilding, from your particular, you know, style of bodybuilding training that we could use for our, our general health?
2: Absolutely. You know, as I just told you, if you go to my website, you can choose diet for vegan and vegetarian bodybuilders, men or women. There are also workout programs that you can perform at the gym or even at home. You don't need a lot of equipment. You'll be very surprised. There is, for example, one of my workout programs called Home Workout, where you need only a pair of dumbbells. There are exercises and each workout program contains videos of exercises. Just click on it and a video for 40 seconds shows you how to perform the exercise properly. But for normal people, I would say, you know, if they want to go on a vegan lifestyle, I would recommend, you know, because it is very, very healthy. They will feel great. They won't have health problems. You know, immune system will be stronger and they will, they will feel much, much better. Okay. Yeah. I, and fruits contain enzymes, which are very easily
0: digestible food. I I did actually check out one of your your videos, Dushan, and, and you you pointed out, and I could relate to this personally. That a lot of us spend our days at work, you know, sitting, and, and the result of that can be a, a very uh, weak core. In, in particular, you know, we end up with a lot of lower back pain. And so you you know you gave some sort of suggestions and exercise there to to strengthen the, the back. Is this the sort of thing that that you think bodybuilding can help all of us with?
2: Oh yeah, you no know, bodybuilding can fix a lot of lot of health problems or problems with joints or muscle. I, I had clients with example, I tell you an example: a lady came to me who had asthma, very bad asthma. I taught her how to breathe during workout. After six months, asthma was gone. You know. Wow. I think I totally know what to drink and what to eat. Very good for asthma is raw onion, for example, garlic, chlorella, and peppermint tea. Those things, you know, are very, very good to cure asthma. It is not true that once you have asthma, you can't cure it. Well, I don't agree with that because I witnessed, you know, much, much better conditions and improvement with asthma after working out in weights yeah. Well, they... when you Also, when, because when you work out with weights, you breathe very deeply. You also clean your lungs of toxins. During the day, we get into our lungs, carfume and dust and free radicals. When you work out and you breathe very deeply, you clean your lungs. Dr. Michael Corgan, the top sport scientist from Michigan, in his book, Power Program, he says, after the age of 40, every office person must lift weight jogging, playing tennis that's not enough you have to force your body to get blood running into every inch of your muscles because running blood rinses your body of toxins and this is another advantage of lifting weights to make your body stronger because if you get older you lose muscles, you don't use them and there is no better sport than lifting weights which sport can engage every 620 huge muscles in your body there's no other
0: sport, only bodybuilding. Yeah, that's that's true. And I, I've even heard it said that when you do do that, those weight-bearing exercises, you know, lifting weights, you can actually strengthen your bones as well. Like when the muscles pull on the exactly. bones, your bones thicken up. Exactly. So, you yeah,
2: that's right. You, you make your bones stronger.
0: Yeah, which, which as you say, you know, as people get older, you know, there's a risk of osteoporosis, particularly for women. And um, so in that case, yeah, some weight-bearing exercises can actually be a, a really, really healthy thing for
2: you. Yeah, but you know, the reason why some people lose bones is not enough vitamin D. Because without vitamin D, your body can't deliver calcium into bones.
0: Yeah, yeah, I understand there's a lot a lot going on there. Thank you very much Dushan. I really appreciate the the time you've given us today and and the advice and yeah, all the best going forward with your competitions and and your training and and your life.
2: Okay, thank you very much for your time. My pleasure.
0: That was Dushan Dudas and his website is healthybody-building.com. That's healthybody- or hyphen building.com. Today's episode was based on an article appearing in this month's Signs of the Times magazine. A subscription is just $26 for 11 issues a year. To find out more, visit signsofthetimes.org.au. Signs of the Times has been published in Australia since 1886 and is proudly produced by Adventist Media. This is an Adventist Media podcast.